This ain't your father's podcast. Oh, wait. Yeah, it is. You're listening to Stocks and Sandals. Where steaks and stocks get seared to perfection. So lace up the grass-stained New Balances, crack open an ice-cold brewski, and fire up that grill. What's on the menu? Games, baby. Games, baby. Cool. Do your little stuff. Get it out of your system. <laughs> Stocks and sandals. Welcome to the first pod. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. Um. So we'll start now. I'll just like. No, that's in. That's, that's how we're starting it. We're starting it like that. Just like. <laughs> and that's the last time anybody will watch this. Nice. Perfect. So uh, no, yeah. Welcome to the Stocks and Sandals podcast. Uh, if you guys are. OG Stock Dads, you probably remember uh, when we started Stock Dads with a podcast, and that was also called Stocks and Sandals. We're bringing it back, throwing it back to the, uh, what was that, 2020 um, that we started the podcast uh, with me and Mike. Um, Obviously, a lot has changed over the last few years. Uh, Stock Dads has evolved a ton, and we now have with us ace of trades uh ace rabanis who is uh an exclusive trader for stock dads now one of uh our principal influencers i'm not going to try and let that go to his head but why, why is that in quotations <laughs> it's i think that's exactly what i am principal influencer um but yeah this podcast is going to be about trading uh investing entrepreneurship lifestyle fitness fun just anything what, under the sun whatever we want to talk about we're going to have some pretty cool guests on from time to time, interview some uh, other awesome traders, entrepreneurs, uh, fitness professionals, anybody and everybody, um, you know, just allow us to kind of, I don't know, have a platform for us to just get some stuff off our chest, have some fun, make some fun content, um, you know, be transparent. We really want this to be just like a, a fun experience for you guys to watch, um, something where you guys can... Um, learn some stuff, get to know us better, uh, and just, yeah, we're going to do the thing and just kind of see how it goes. Let's do it. So welcome, Ace. How you? Welcome, DJ. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. <laughs> uh, I'll kind of take the host role of the podcast, I guess, sometimes, but because um, I think more people want to hear from you than me because uh, you, you bring the value. You're the smart guy. Uh, oh, you know. principal influencer. Yeah, right. Principal influencer. Um, but yeah, so I guess just start off by... Telling me, telling us, telling the people about yourself a little bit. Cool. Start from the day you were born. From the day I was born. Everything since that day. Cool. I was born August 22nd, 1995. I am currently 28 years old. Make notes. You can send them a birthday gift. August 22nd. I am a Leo rising, (laughs) Scorpio, Virgo, (laughs) falling, (laughs) whatever the astrology says. Unhinged. (laughs) Unhinged D-Gen. But yeah, so 28 years old, been in this space, financial markets uh, for right around 11 to 12 years. Graduated in or with an honors bachelor of commerce in financial services with a minor in financial planning. Uh, during that time, there was a guy in there trading futures nonstop. And every single lecture, this dude was making a truckload. And that's kind of what geared me toward it. Um, I was looking more toward like portfolio manager. 
uh, becoming an analyst at an actual large bank in Canada. Um, I'm also Canadian from Toronto. Other side of the pond. <laughs> Wait, no. No, that's, that's not. <laughs> never mind. That's the UK. Anyways, other side of the border. Yeah, yeah other continue. side of the border. And, uh, and yeah, so from there, it kind of just geared me toward, you know what, let me step into trading. Um, and I kind of had a small fix while I was in high school. So before I even graduated uh, in finance, I got a little bit of a taste inside of Forex. That's where I really got to understand exactly what technical analysis was, how to read charts from just a simple understanding from like supports and resistances, uh, reading candles, patterns, so on and so forth. And then to actually grasp the whole idea that it is easy to make money, but it's also just as easy to lose money. So um, yeah, I got a little bit of a taste went all the way up to like 15K and 15K while I was in high school, I'm like, I am rich. This is <laughs> phenomenal. And uh, from that point, it went all the way back down to like 5K and I'm like 3K profit, taking it now, running. So that's kind of where I got my running start. Um, but yeah, here we are now, became one of the biggest names across Discord, worked with over 250 servers to now just being exclusive only to stock dads. Boop, boop. Boop, boop. <laughs> Principal influencer. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> I had to uh I had to literally pay Ace oh. to talk to me. So I sent this man DMs for man over a year trying to get him to come exclusive with us. You I sound tried like to, my ex girlfriend right now. Yeah, I tried to get you to come on exclusive for a long time and my DMs would just be left on red. How bad do you want me, Daddy? Uh well I didn't want you I mean I offered you hundred. You wanted me pretty bad. Wanted you pretty bad. He had uh, other employees try to turn I the script like, to I try like, to reach out. Yeah, to I had me. like five different people trying to hit it from different <laughs> angles. Uh, I went to your moderators and your server and was like, just tell him to check his DMs. And then I finally was like, I'll, I went to his DMs. I said, I'll pay you a hundred dollars to reply to this DM because you probably get like. 100 DMs a day, so you're probably like, ah, I'm not replying to any of these, to be honest. I don't but, reply to anyone. Yeah. Except in the server and My stuff mother like could that, be but. in DMs and she's not getting answered. <laughs> right. DMs are not good. But I sent, I'll pay you $100 just to talk to me. And finally, you, you magically, you know, replied. Um, Let it be known, you were my manager at the time. So I was checking your DMs. But if it did not deal with, if it, here is a paycheck, yeah, it right. was, I do not care for you. Yeah, yeah right. So you guys can see he's super uh, nice and, you know, fun to work with. I'm actually the kindest person out there. <laughs> yeah, we did say Canadian. He, he said he's Canadian, so that should tell you enough. No, you're great um but tell me about the watermelon why are you holding a watermelon uh so i thought when i first started a face is not really recognizable right like everyone has their own face it's not like if someone wanted to refer back to me and tell their friends like oh my god do you follow ace of trades they're not going to be like that guy with the big nose <laughs> right they're going to be like hey you know what he's actually associated with a watermelon mm -hmm. so it's like if people across discord would be like oh my God, this watermelon guy is really good at trading. People could reference a watermelon to Ace of Trades. Mm -hmm. So I thought that was phenomenal. I think the best part about it though is why a watermelon out of all things? To me, it was just easy to associate an emoji first and foremost, right? Just because everyone knows emojis, everyone has an apple. So just to use a classic watermelon emoji, that was very simple. But the reasoning behind it is very very douchey <laughs> it was more so like 
how can I feed people my seed <laughs> while looking at my trade ideas? And that's kind of where it just stuck from there, and I ran with it. Yeah. No, it, it is recognizable. It's become your trademark. It's, yeah. uh, it, you know, it, it definitely helped me in the beginning because uh, owning a Discord, I've gotten to know pretty much all the other servers out there and understand pretty much all the analysts that are on Discord. And there's probably like four other Ace of Trades. Now, I think you're one of the originals, if not the OG Ace of Trades, but it's kind of like a, it's, it's a name that's gotten used quite a few times, like cross usernames, but I immediately knew which Ace of Trades we were talking about every time somebody would say Watermelon Ace or, you know, Ace with the Watermelon. I mean, not so. because I'm the best, but because I'm a Watermelon. Yeah, that's the only reason I knew, it was just <laughs> the emoji, so. Um, no, but good. Okay, so uh, Ace just finished uh, a small account challenge uh, in our Discord, so he's, again, exclusive to stock dads he's in there providing alerts education hanging out in the chats he uh, live trades every single day um so let's talk about your small account challenge that you just did now you've done a bunch of these before 17 uh, I think. 17 alerted i've yeah. done a lot more uh so, personal however alerted where i actually show how many contracts right all that kind of stuff basically the whole detailed list of getting in and out of the trade mm -hmm. scaling Exiting, averaging down, the whole rundown. Yeah, we've done Alerted like 17. 17. Yeah. Yeah. So out of those 17, how many have you finished successfully? I have finished 16 successfully. Uh, well, this one being the 16th. The one that I failed was technically not even a failure. Um, it was sitting right around, like we had gone 100%, came back down to break even. And I'm like, sorry, guys, I'm not mentally there. I'm going to scrap this one. I consider that a loss because it's not a completed challenge. Right. So that's just marked off yeah. for me. So this one was one to ten k, and it was a rough ride. This this one was a uh, this the was a, a roller coaster. Small account challenge I've ran to date, and the funny part about this is it's not the smallest amounts of capital that I've used on a small account. Mm -hmm. So you've so, done like five hundred to five thousand. I've done two fifty twice. Those were the first ever small accounts I've ever done. And I've brought those ones up to right around 5K. Mm -hmm. That was more smooth sailing than this time around. Tell us why. Like, what What about this one was so <sighs> difficult for you? We got cocky at the end of the day. We started off the small account at the best possible time during FOMC. <laughs> no sarcasm there. No yeah. sarcasm. <laughs> no one does that. It's yeah, that not smart. Some not, people, not the best move. We learned from that experience. And a lot of people, and we're talking... A lot of well-known people will just take that whole week off. Mm -hmm. Me being ace, saying, I'm good enough. <laughs> I'm going to finish the challenge during mm -hmm. FOMC right. in the first week. Yeah. We got burnt. Yeah, I think we got it humbled dipped a little down bit. within that first day, all the way down to like 800 and change. So we're already starting off the account down 15, 20%. Mm -hmm. So we had to climb back up all the way to that 1,000, that initial, and then start making a profit from there. But the rough ride doesn't just stop there. We also went through a whole earning season. Um, and again, me being me, I was getting bored. Mm -hmm. uh, I got all the way up to $5,000. I took out the initial, right? That way it was absolutely risk-free. Um, and we were just playing with profits at that point. Got it back down to $1,000 after that initial was taken out. Mm -hmm. So we were still 100% on account, but now we're back to 1000 from 5000 
Oh, and we did that like three times. Yeah. I think you only had like three red days. and So it took 36 trading days for you to finish. Mm-hmm. And I think of those 36 trading days, you only had three red days, but they were really red. So you said, you mentioned you got bored. I want to talk about that. I want to, I want to break that down because for you, these small account challenges are hard in a different way. So like with some of our members that follow, they're hard because they're learning how to trade, right? They don't know what they're doing. They don't have a lot of capital or whatever. For you, it's hard in a very different way. And that's because for you, trading with a small account like this is like trading with, you know, pennies, right? It's pocket change. So it's not exciting. It's not something that really holds your interest super well. You really do it more for the members. You do it more to educate people. It's and more teach. of a learning experience yeah, more so you, than it's anything. It's like a, you are doing this for the members, not for yourself, right. right? So, which is really selfless and it's awesome. And I want, you know, our members, and it's something we constantly have to remind people is that you are doing this to help them, but it doesn't make it easy for you because you might technically lose money when you do sacks because you're more focused on the sack than you are on your main account, right? So I actually talk about that every single time uh, while we're in voice channel before we even start uh, the actual challenge. I will always, always prioritize my main account because that is where I'm going to make money. So sometimes I'm scaling and I'll take on the main account. By the time I get that alert out and it's time to start trimming on the small account, that price is nowhere to be found sometimes, right? Day trades are constantly volatile. We could be up 30%. Next thing you know, in the next minute, we're down 10%. You have to be on the ball. Mm-hmm. And am I going to prioritize an account that's up $50? Or am I going to prioritize an account that's potentially up $3,000, right? right? Yeah. So just weighing that off, I'm just like, I'm going to prioritize the main account. However, at the end of the day, these are all trade ideas. This is not financial advice. This is just what I am doing personally. Mm -hmm. So for me, if I am trimming on a main account, you might have an understanding. Ace, I should probably take some profits on a small account. Mm -hmm. Again, learning experience for everyone. And that's mainly what it's about. And I feel like I got that message across. Yeah, it's learning to manage an account. Because if you can't manage a 1,000 account, you're not going to be able to manage a $100,000 account. And I think that's actually a huge topic that we should touch upon. Because a lot of people think, if I had more capital, I would make so much more capital. Like, oh, today would have been a phenomenal day. But they don't realize their overall account is down 90%. And they just keep refunding it, refunding it, refunding it. It doesn't work that way. More capital doesn't equate to more gains being made, more profits being made, it actually means more stress on your psychology. Bigger losses, too. Bigger losses, yeah. right? Being able to swallow the pill when you're down $1,000 and not $100, mm-hmm. right? Whereas people already on a $100 loss, they're flipping out. Yeah, so we had a lot of members that joined just for the small account challenge. And and admittedly, part of it was probably because of how I marketed it. I kind of made it like seem really exciting. And, and this Which was a learning is. experience. It is. It's, a, it's an amazing experience. But I may have created a little bit of FOMO with it. And where it's like, hey, just join. And like, you're gonna, I didn't say this, but like I marketed it in a way that may have led people to believe that, okay, I'm going to join, put a hundred or a thousand dollars in, and I'm going to have $10,000. And like, it's just that easy. All you got to do is follow the alerts, right? But that's not how it really is. And, and I, I learned from that experience cause I want to market responsibly too. You know what I mean? And I think we had a lot of members that joined 
thinking that this was going to be really easy, right? Thinking that it was just going to be autopilot, whatever, and they're just automatically going to turn it into. I don't even think that 10, was 000. just you. So the small account that I had ran, it was maybe like nine trading days. Mm-hmm. We didn't take a singular loss, and every single person that took the trade ideas as their own did their due diligence and thought that each trade was a really good idea all reached the goal right every single one of them we're talking hundreds of members so right not only were new members excited but old members were mm-hmm. typing it up like no tomorrow right yeah because so that, that wasn't was helping my yeah. most successful small account to yeah. date was that summer yeah, you definitely account. did just like right before you had just finished 100% win rate small account. You'd finished it like just over a week. It was crazy. So the FOMO was there to get in on this one. And everybody thought, okay, this is going to be easy. You know, like 16 out of 17. He does it every time pretty much. Like, you know, he doesn't lose like blah, blah, blah. Okay. So what we need people to realize is that like trading this week, right, may be different from trading next week. Or if you have like a completely successful, like you can have an amazing year, and that doesn't mean that you're a consistently profitable trader forever, right? Because market conditions change and and your psychology changes and so on and so forth. So when you completed this challenge right before, it was 100% win rate. We had a bunch of people that joined, you know, thinking that this was going to be easy. And then the very first day, you know, you said that you said that this is this was your first Stock Dads exclusive challenge. But you mentioned that it happens, not this last one, but previously there's like this first play curse, right? where a lot of times your first play of the sack goes down, right? And, like, you lose. That happened this time, and people just, like, so many of these new members that joined thinking that this was just going to be smooth sailing lost their minds. They got to weave out real quick. Yeah. They pivoted away from the challenge and never Mm -hmm. looked back. Yeah, we lost a lot of members immediately. And, you know, despite us sending multiple announcements and warnings and stuff, like, guys, like... This happens. You just gotta you gotta learn from it. You gotta ride the waves, like, and and then you ended up making it back literally the next day, mm-hmm. and but it you know it was just kind of like up and down, up and down both both emotionally and literally financially up and down through the whole challenge. We we looked at the the bar chart, but it's literally like this you know huge uptrend, right? This channel because like you would do amazing and then you'd get bored right and then you'd and then YOLO, fall down huge and then you'd go up and you'd get bored and you yeah. know so um talk about like what it finally took for you to like just say you know what, i'm gonna finish this i understand that our members that this not this isn't pocket change for our members mm-hmm. so like it matters to them even though for you it doesn't necessarily right. so let's talk about that so i think the main reason as to why I'm trying to justify this when really it's not. But the justification for me was that we took out the initial. We were playing with profits. Playing with profits, it's like if you go to a casino, you're willing to lose $500. You make 1000 You take out that $500, you are gambling all night. That's the same mindset I had during this small account. We took out that initial. It was absolutely risk-free. So it's like, does it matter what we do? Mm -hmm. If I full port all of this, the rest of this $4,000, and it doubles... Perfect. Now we're at 8,000, not realizing the whole premise behind these small accounts is to learn. Mm -hmm. There is no learning when you're full porting. Right. Right. The only thing that you Because that's not what you do with your main. You never act that way with like your actual account. Never. So people watching and, you know, this is their first experience with trading. They see this and like may think, well, this is how I got to be. I got to YOLO or whatever. And, And that's not the case. So let's talk about how 
you pivoted a little bit from that point when you finally were like, Ooh. you know. I, so as soon as we pivoted, I think the account was sitting at two thousand dollars. Mm-hmm. Am I mistaken? Two thousand, but After, minus the one thousand withdrawal. Yeah, so we were withdrawal. at a thousand dollars flat, essentially, like a thousand two hundred. And this was last week. It was last Monday. Last like, Monday, we were at one thousand two hundred dollars. Tuesday rolls around and it clicks. I'm not doing this for myself. I'm doing this as a learning experience for the members. And it's time that I get my shit together, knowing exactly what I need to do. And the fact that I know how to execute these trades properly. Mm -hmm. There's proof in the pudding. This is the 17th challenge. This shouldn't be a worry for me. Right. Right? All I had to do was stick to the game plan, follow the trade plan, Mm -hmm. which is what I preach. Consistency, discipline, discipline, consistency. And I'm not doing that myself. So is this really a learning process now or is this me being stupid? So once that clicks in, I'm like, you know what? High conviction trades only. Follow the game plan using, obviously it's still a challenge, so we're still using a riskier amount of position sizing. However, we're doing it very intellectually where we're cutting those losers as soon as they're invalidated and letting the runners run for what they need to You're following your actual trade plan. I'm following the trade plan. Right. Friday rolls around. We're making $2,000 on the day. The day before that, making $1,000 on the day. Next thing you know, nine days later from that, maybe even less, eight, mm-hmm. the challenge is done. Right. So we didn't need 36 days. We needed eight days right. the to irony, get there. Yeah, the irony is that the challenge probably took longer because you got bored with it than it would have if you would have just, you know. But so this is a learning experience for you too. Like, you oh, know, for sure. like we, it's a, it was a learning experience for everybody. And I think the... The biggest takeaway is though, even even though like you're an amazing trader and like wait wait say that again no say it um, one more time no I didn't hear I didn't even hear. though you're an amazing trader <sighs> uh, you, play like that you, back like five more times guys <laughs> rewind that clip ten seconds into it and I just want that on repeat for me no send that to my DMs I'll check those DMs for sure <laughs> feed e- my ego his ego is plenty big enough <laughs> um, no but even though you're an amazing trader like you still broke your own rules and like when you break your own rules this is why traders need to set their rules right Mm -hmm. um and why they need a trading plan and why they need something to where they can refer back to it needs to be written down in your computer on piece of paper whatever but it has to be something that you can refer back to constantly because if something that is defined and absolutely being consistently followed day in and day out and it's not necessarily consistency that's the key it's discipline Right, you can consistently do something ninety percent of the time, but people don't realize it takes one trade to blow a whole account. Yeah, right. You're not immune to it. You're no, and nobody is, and it's a constant psychological battle. We are human. Yeah, I mean, so I think that that if anything, if anybody takes anything away from it, is be encouraged that like if you're struggling with like the psychology of trading and like you you struggle with the ups and downs and you break your rules like you're not alone like that's something that everybody has to deal with even the pros right but it's something that when you eventually get to a certain point that you can control those things that's when things are going to really turn around for a lot of people and i think the main thing here is i would never ever do that on my main account right for me that is just it's it was a natural the, you were, flow. You were, a, you were a victim of your circumstance. Yeah, right? exactly. And everybody's got different circumstances that can take them out of their psychology, mm-hmm. you know, and, and whether that's your main account or, or you know, a small account when you're, mm-hmm. when you don't really care about it or whatever. But it just that universal rule is that if you break your rules, the, the market will break you. Yeah. You know what I mean? 
you're not going to beat That's the market. But, uh, yeah, like that. I'm going to make that a quote. Yeah. Um, but Jesus. yeah, so it was obviously it was successful at the end of the day. You finished the challenge. Uh, you know, everybody was happy, of course, that stuck with it. Um, we even had a member doing 10x the challenge. And not when, something we necessarily recommend. Not, but <laughs> I don't recommend yeah. that at all yeah. by any means. Right. The risk tolerance and the trade plan should pivot the more that you scale up. Right. Right. So but I would never recommend that. But paid he, off for him, you know, won't always work like that. So no, again, if you all. join future challenges, don't think that, you know, I'll just 10x this and make 100K or whatever. Yeah. But so what's the what's the next challenge or what's the what's in the works? Ooh, we have a lot in the works for our members right now. So um, depending one on thing, when you listen to this, by the way, exactly, it may already be going on, but <laughs> we'll see. We'll talk about it anyways. The main thing here is going to be mastermind. So actually teaching people hands-on and almost hand-holding them to the point where they can do this self-sufficiently by themselves, right? I might not be here forever. Discord might not be here forever, but their tools and their knowledge is power when applied, mm -hmm. right? Everyone's always heard that. Knowledge is power, knowledge is power, right? So when you actually apply this knowledge and you realize like, I can do this myself. I don't need ACEs alerts. I have all the tools that's necessary at my fingertips. That's the people I want to teach. Right. And that's the people who I want to grow in this space. So even if, say, we do have a mastermind and only 10% of them succeed, that to me is a huge win because that's 10% 10, 10 of people's lives that is absolutely going to change. Yeah. Well, I think one thing, you know, like to, to remember is that trading is hard in general and most people don't succeed regardless you know like you you do have to people have people get so pissed at me because i say the complete opposite and everyone gets so pissed i remember it was like on twitter there was a whole feed of a lot of people basically saying trading is hard trading is hard trading is hard i've told you this and we might get to this real soon but to me training has always been linear because once it clicks make that be understood follow that to the t and no matter what you will succeed, mm -hmm. right? Yeah, it's hard in terms of, oh man, I have to be disciplined every single day. I have to be consistent every single day. It's like once you become and you go inside a routine, let's use the gym as an example, right? The gym is hard for what? The first week, two weeks. Mm -hmm. Once that becomes an actual hobby and you fall in love with what you're doing, there's no stopping you. Right. I love going to the gym, right? That first few weeks where I first started, I'm like, oh man, I'm sore. Oh man, this sucks. Oh man, I'm sweating. This is tough. I'm heavy breathing. My heart hurts. My bones hurt. Now it's like, I don't know what I would do without it. Right. That's the same thing for trading for me. The hardest part for people is getting to that point, though. A thousand percent. Because some people may have it, you know, like it was a little bit easier path for you than I think for most, you know, getting to that point where you fall in love with it and where you can control was it your easy discipline. For me? I don't know. I mean, you tell us. But the the getting to that point where it becomes habit and where you don't have to fight those, you know, emotions every day and because it just becomes part of your second nature, I think a lot of people struggle with that more than most. Or a lot of people struggle with that part of trading more than, you know, like anybody can le learn to read a chart. Anybody can, you know, learn to read a candlestick. You know, anybody can read all the books, you know, we that are out there. We were at Best Buy, like what, three days ago. Mm -hmm. Some guys like, yeah, I've been doing this for three years. Yeah. Like, ah, oh, yeah, I've been killing it. I like, I use a MACD and RSI and I've been learning support and resistance levels. 
you've been doing this for three years. That's like knowledge. Again, knowledge is power, right? right. Constantly keep learning in this space. I'm constantly taking masterminds, mentorships, courses. There's always room to grow in here, right? right? So like within a three-year period, how bad do you truly want this? Right. And that's what I want to do with the mastermind. I want to see who's willing to invest in themselves, right? And actually willing to put in the work to get to where they want, right? Everyone has a dream. They always like, I want to do this. I want to do this. How are you going to freaking get there? Right. That's what I want to see. Mm-hmm. Apply yourself. Let's get you there. I'll give you all the tools that is necessary. All you have to do is figure out your own strategy, apply, mm-hmm. and that's it. Yeah. And if you don't, the application part is the, that's the hardest part. People can learn stuff, but if they don't apply it routinely, then it's not going to pay off. Day in so, and day out. Yeah. Um, so I want to know, I mean, we talked about learning and, you know, how it's kind of, uh, how your experience has been a little bit more linear than most and, um, you know, let more like a, maybe a Tesla than a, you know, a <laughs> Verizon, you know, or whatever that just si- trades sideways for years. But um, talk about like what, I guess, what if you had to pick one thing that was the most impactful for you learning what you know now, was it your educate, was it your schooling? Was it like a certain book you read? Was it a mentor? Like, was it just getting in there and practicing stuff like what is it what was that i've never directly had a mentor myself i wish i did don't get me wrong it would have been so much easier with a mentor who has done it and has proof in the pudding where they're like this is what you need to do x y and z follow this there's your bible and there you go that would have been so much easier for me did i have a lot of trials and tribulations to get to where i am no and that's on honesty Right, I understand that everyone else is probably going to experience that. I've seen a lot of my students experience that. I've seen a lot of members experience that. Other huge primary influencers within this space who always talk about like, yeah, I had to blow up 15 accounts to get to where I at. For me, it was an understanding that this is going to be a process. This is not a get rich fast scheme. This is day trading. You wanna treat it and you want this to be your day job, treat it as if it is your career path. I'm not expecting $500 or $2,000 to grow to five mil overnight. I knew that I need a scale. I understand compounding because I went to school for finance and I said, let's constantly compound. Let's build, let's build, let's build. Next thing you know, I'm like, that's a $5,000 trade. Mm -hmm. I just made another 7,000. Oh, $1,000 a day. I'm like, this is ridiculous. Now I see the power of investing and the power of compounding and I actually didn't pay myself for a good three months and I stopped working. I, I was one of those people where I really didn't have a backup plan. I was still living with my parents at the time and I kind of just ran with it. They hated me for it. And I think that's a topic on its own because mm. I think everyone has friends and has people who are downing them and has those haters where it's like, just quit now before you hurt yourself, right? Because they think it's a gambling addiction or they, they think, think it's impossible, yeah. Yeah, right? So. And that's very true for a lot of people. Some people should quit. They're never gonna exit that mindset where they think it's going to be a get rich fast scheme because they've seen potential profits where they're like, oh man, that was 100% play. But if you constantly keep doing that, you're gonna get burnt eventually, right? Like I said, you can win 99 trades. One single trade can wipe you that whole account, right? right? So for me, yes, it was definitely linear in terms of my success. 
and it was almost immediate. It was like I got in at the perfect times. Mm-hmm. Um, I was able to scale up from penny stocks, which is what I started with. Uh, I was with another huge server at that time, exclusive to them. Everyone was basically exclusive at that point because there was no such thing as botting in other servers or anything like that. And it was more for me about just finding a community more than anything because um, I was doing it by myself and that was boring. Mm-hmm. So having a community by itself, that's worth the money alone. Right. You could just be in chats chilling or be inside a voice channel and you're like, wow, there's other like-minded people like me or people in the same position that we can all just grow together and we can all learn together. That's why I love Discord because of the community aspect. Mm -hmm. And we're more like a family more than anything. That's why I'm I'm moving down here with DJ to actually see the empire that we can build and just see everyone learn and kind of have that mindset that I did when I first started. Um, But yeah, I started off with penny stocks and I saw good success. I think there was like one trade and I still have that screenshot to date and it was $6,000 and it was my biggest trade within like a month. I started off with $2,000, mind you. And from that point, I'm just like, this is ridiculous. My account's now sitting at $25,000. I started off with $2,000 and I was in debt, like 30K. That was just from a paycheck where I had $2,000. I'm like, screw it, throw it into the market. Whatever happens, it happens. Mm -hmm. But again, with the understanding that I can actually grow and scale this $2,000, it's not gonna get a be rich overnight kind of thing. Right. And that's the mindset that a lot of people come into it with. And that's it sounds like your your experience was more linear because you didn't have that mindset from the get go. Oh, yeah. And the, the I think the bounces for a lot of people come from that mindset where it's mm-hmm. like, this is going to be easy. This is going to be, you know, like I, I can just follow alerts or I yep. can just buy, you know, like in 2020. Gosh, after and when COVID was going on, like. You could buy any stock in the market and it was going to moon like no matter pretty much whatever you did, you were going to make a lot of money. You and know? that's exactly what happened. And Yeah. And a lot of people thought saw that and thought that, OK, that this is always going to be this way. Mm-hmm. And when it's not, then they get a little shook. Right. They, you know, yep. they get smacked in the face a little bit and they're like, you know, stunned. OK, whoa, what, what's going on here? Right. We actually actually learn. I actually have to like have a, a system, a process to do this. Like this doesn't just you know, throwing darts at a dartboard. And, you know, I think when, when people realize there's work to put in, the ones that are willing to do it, they'll succeed. The ones that aren't willing to do it, they won't. You get term. as much as you put in. Yeah. And it really shows tenfold, especially yeah. with the market. Yeah. There's no turning back. So you, you mentioned you're moving to Florida. I am. So that's super exciting. Uh, what drives that decision? I mean, what's, what, uh, like, Obviously, you know, you're with Stock Dads now. I moved down to Florida. This is now where I live and like in the Orlando area. Um, what is bringing you down here? What about Stock Dads has you excited enough to, to move in that, you know, make that big cross country, literal, actually cross continent? No. No. Same continent. I'm really bad at geography. All you learn. <laughs> um, you're moving across the border. So <laughs> not just across the border, all the way south. Yeah, sure. Whatever. To the next border, yeah, basically. <laughs> like Florida's here and Canada. Anyways, so what? What? Why are you coming down here? What's What's going on? That was never the game plan for me to move. I always wanted to move, and I was telling DJ about this. Michael was Europe. I was looking for somewhere where I could just set base, retire, be happy. Because again, my primary income is trading, period. 
anything else is like fun. What can I do again in terms of a community? How can I help people grow within this space? The number one thing for me is not about, oh, how much money can I make? It's more so how many people can I influence positively, right? How many lives can I possibly change so that they can go from where I was when I first started, where they were in debt, maybe just living paycheck to paycheck, to actually having a substantial amount of income where they're like, I can make this my job. This is a career path for me. And I can set up a lot of people with the right tools, mm -hmm. right? And so we went to, you invited me out to FinCon, mm -hmm. right? And that was at New Orleans. I had no, like, I had no clue what was going to go on. Uh, but we met and we just started chatting it up uh, just more on like a personal level. Everything was just, you know, we weren't really business over there. It was for business, mm -hmm. but we did not do anything business-wise over there. We were right. just chilling, uh, kicking the shits and... I got to understand the vision of where DJ I think literally, wanted. I think we literally kicked shit. Oh, <laughs> well, we definitely were on what says yeah, on Bourbon Street. Bourbon I think Street. we literally kicked. We were kicked kicking shit, yeah. drinking daiquiris, and <laughs> it was a great time. Yeah, it was fun. But the main thing there was I saw your vision, and that's what sold me, right? Because I don't care to have a boss. I I've been doing this forever, right? That is not what I want at all. I don't need someone micromanaging me, holding me over, or anything of those means. But you had a vision and your vision was great enough to speak to me to say, I want to join that vision and I want to help you grow it because it's so large and so immense to the point where we can positively impact. Again, that's my biggest goal, mm. right? How many people can I influence positively within this space to create better people overall, not just make them money because obviously money will follow, but how can I make people better and stress-free how can I give people that time freedom that I'm always talking about where they get to enjoy their time with their family, their friends, have a lot more uh, alleviated stress off their shoulders and be able to just be themselves and not be in that rat race working nine to five day in, day out, living that robotic lifestyle until they're 65 when they're broken and old. And then they're basically saying, live your life. Mm -hmm. Screw that. That's not for, for me. So I saw your vision. I saw the direction that you wanted to go. And it wasn't just a vision where we're just talking out of our ass. It's a vision where you had guidelines. You knew exactly what steps you needed to take. And the fact that you took me on, I'm like, this guy's already making a really good decision. <laughs> right? But Oh, God. <laughs> that was the best decision you've so, ever made. He, this guy's so smart. <laughs> I'm like, wow, this guy's phenomenal. Yeah. He was able to convince me <laughs> right. of all people. But yeah, you had your vision and you had the roadmap to get there. And for me, having that understanding of how you were going to get there was enough for me to say, I want to join you on that. Mm -hmm. That's a journey and where I can see the end goal, but I understand it's going to be a journey to get to the destination. But that destination was is phenomenal. So yeah. Yeah I, remember, yeah, I remember having our, my first conversation with you that wasn't on Discord standing in a pool in the shallow end, as a lot of people like to make fun of me. Like, throw that picture up right now. <laughs> no, don't throw no, that No, we're picture. throwing that picture up right now. Okay. I'm not letting that go. That has, I want the four quadrants. <laughs> the pictures, AI. The so, AI somebody, somebody AI'd me in the pool and it gave me like, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm a heavy guy, but it gave me like straight. Whoa, whoa, you're big bones. I'm big. Have you ever seen a fat skeleton? <laughs> exactly. So, but this this AI <laughs> this AI gave me like double D's standing in the shallow end of a pool made me hey, look hey, like hey. pit if, bull. If like, I were to cover your face, 
<laughs> you were coming after me. The things I would do uh, to that AI. Yeah, right. Um, but no, I remember having that first conversation with you. And like this was before FinCon and stuff. And it was kind of like when I first was like, all right, I really want to get this guy on our team. Let's call him and see what's up. And like we immediately just were vibing on the phone. Like yeah. I just feel like we've... Since he was in a pool, I was getting a haircut. <laughs> yeah, literally. Since day one, we're just like, okay, this is just, we just like clicked, you know? Yeah. And, and I think like, I felt the same thing in New Orleans, like where it's just like, okay, now we've been together in person. This works. Like we, we vibe with one another, we connect and we have like the same principles. And, uh, you know, we're both like, um, we both keep morals and like principles close to us. And that's important to, to what we both do. Um, so then it was like, yeah, let's, I mean, let's just go all in on this. And um, so we ended up getting a house, like a, a content house that we're sitting in right now, like yeah. um, building out this studio, other studios for other content and like coming down here and just be able to produce as much amazing quality, valuable, but most importantly, valuable content mm-hmm. that we can for anybody that's following us and, um, yeah, I think we're just going to be able to produce a lot of like really cool things that our members are going to love and um, that are resonating followers. with the audience and the masses. That's our main goal here, right? Yeah. So it's making this stuff accessible for people. Exactly. You know, in a, in a in a way that like you can relate to. Um, you know, Ace is very wealthy, guys. He's going to have nice things, but it's not all going to be about like showing like. You know the nice cars and We're not the, here to the flex nice watches. By like any means. Yeah, I mean, like, it's it's not about that. It's about. Sh- I mean, yes, we're gonna show like what this life can do for you and what you can. What's it, the potential? Yeah, what the potential is like right. the fact that you you know have the flexibility to just up and fly to you know Texas one day from across you know from Canada because you got cold. Right in Canada, you were like, "Yeah, oh, it's too cold here, so I'm gonna like." That was last week. Yeah, so last <laughs> week you just like, "I'm gonna go to Texas and like," and then you go down there, you trade from you know a hotel room, and you're still making a bunch of money, right? You have the ability to do those things, like you. I have the ability now to. Now mine's more from, and I want to talk about this too. But you're going on a cruise next week. Yeah, I'm going on a cruise, but mine's mine's different. So, but and this is where the entrepreneurship part of the podcast is going to come in. So I'm actually a terrible trader because I haven't learned, I haven't been able to learn yet because when I started, I need to stop, stop talking, <laughs> guys. We had a small account. He's giving me lectures saying stop full porting, stop full porting. <laughs> he made during that time maybe five deposits of five thousand dollars. <laughs> full ported every single play. He was beside me in New Orleans yeah, I was while gambling. I was having my thousand dollar days. And he's like, oh, I didn't get the same fill as you. Let me full port this next play. Oh, you know what? But I was I was I, gambling, but it was money that I could afford to lose. That's thing number one. And yeah, I think so we should like, definitely make that note. So, yeah, that it was money that I didn't care about. And, like, I still at this point don't have the time to learn how to trade on that deep of a level. Because when I started Stock Dads, and anybody who's been with us since day one knows that Stock Dads was started because I me and my former college roommate, like we wanted to learn how to trade and we wanted to learn how to trade from like real people and people who were successful. And we wanted to sift through all the crap, all the, you know, the when Lambo type stuff, you know, it was just all FOMO. And like, if you don't, if you trade with me, you're going to make, you know, a million dollars by next week, all that crap. We had to sift through it and we wanted to learn how to do it. Well, it just evolved like so quickly 
and we ended up making a Facebook group and overnight pretty much had like 30,000 members in there. And all of a sudden, like it was just supposed to be like a common interest Facebook group, right? Where it's just like people who want to learn how to trade were in here, right? I wasn't uh, a subject matter expert. People started coming to me because I started just a group. Just a general community without yeah. a, a written I didn't even know Discord right. existed at that point. So like I was basically in my mind creating what apparently like, there were a few communities out there at that time. But I was just doing it on Facebook because that's all I knew because I'm a boomer. You know, I'm not a boomer. But, um, but yeah. like, Facebook was my, like, that was my platform. So it was like, okay, so all of a sudden I had this influx of members that joined. All of a sudden they're starting to ask me for, like, how do I trade? And I'm like, hell if I know. I'm, I just learned how to do that. I don't, I don't know any of this. So that's when we decided to start the Stocks and Sandals podcast the first time. And we were going to bring on guests and experts and pros to learn from, and we were going to bring people on that journey with us. Right. Now, if you watch those episodes uh, or listen to those episodes in the beginning, you guys can go back and listen to the first seasons and stuff. You'll kind of see the progression of how Stocked has, has grown, but it that podcast quickly evolved into people wanting a Discord, which quickly, you know, like, it, it started encompassing, like, all of my time, and I was getting, like, no return out of it because I was trying to worry about a podcast and not even really trying to learn how to trade so i wasn't even able to like and you had a job and i had a job i was still working full-time at my other job so two kids and a wife to please (laughs) so we so we got this we started this discord and i ended up like because i was spending so much time doing all this stuff like Mm -hmm. i wanted to monetize it in some way i had a you know a platform i had people that wanted something so i started hiring these pros that i had been interviewing you know that that one more time these pros that i was at what do you mean Started hiring these pros that I was interviewing. Call me a pro again? I'm not even talking about you at this point. You were, you just came in the picture. Yeah. I'm talking like OG OG yeah. stock desk. The OGs <laughs> wasn't that good, clearly. Yeah, right. Yeah, that's why I had to evolve. But no. Um, so I started hiring these professionals that I was interviewing, and we built this community, and it's just grown so rapidly that like I've become and what I never intended to be was an entrepreneur. Like I never, I went to school for athletic training. I have a master's degree in athletic training not personal training for all of you trolls who are gonna say oh you're athletic trainer you fatty i not personal training athletic training, sports medicine but i went to school for that that was my career path and then i started you know climbing the corporate ladder at a company that did athletic training kind of industrially um then i started getting interested in business i went to get my mba and while I was getting my MBA, like all of this kind of just fell in my lap and it's evolved so much that over the past three years, I've been building this really successful business and it's doing amazing now. And I've actually, I've hired a full team. I've got full-time staff. I've got influencers working for me. You know, I got all this kind of stuff going on where I still have yet to learn how to trade. And when you do your mastermind, like I intend, now that you're here, I intend to like force myself to learn how to trade for real, for real. But, like, over the years, I've picked up a lot just from listening. DJ likes to troll, and so I was like, every time I get bored, he's going to take a squirt bottle. I think the table's going to turn so quick on <laughs> mm-hmm. that, especially since you're going to be the one learning. <laughs> squish, squish, squish. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, so we'll we'll talk about different aspects on this podcast, the trading. But I do own this company, but I am not a trader. Like I, I'm going to learn, but I think that makes it even better because it it puts you on the exact same level as all the other members, right? Where you're just in this process of learning. 
right. right? You love the thought of how it is, again, it has huge potential for growth and it can change many people's lives and you're giving people that outlet. However, you're starting on the same level that they are. Yeah. So for them to be able now to have this principal influencer that you can learn off of and actually scale up with them and to the point where you will become successful in this space. We're mm-hmm. basically living together now. Right. It's inevitable. Yeah. Right. So for them to be able to see you scale yourself up, I think that's going to be really cool in the future. Yeah. So you guys definitely need to keep watching, see where DJ comes in this space and how he begins to grow his account from, let's just say you're going to throw in $10,000, no deposits after that. Mm-hmm. And we're going to show his P&L live with you guys. As I learn. As how to he do learns. This stuff. And I'll try not to YOLO everything and, you know, all that kind of stuff. That but. squirt bottle will come out and we will be showing a clip of that. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, it's it, we'll, we'll talk about entrepreneurship. We'll talk about how I've built this business and how people who may be running their own small businesses can maybe learn from my experiences. I'll hopefully get some guests on that I can learn from. Um, you guys obviously hopefully learn a lot from Ace, from the trading and the fitness as a former personal trainer on this side. Ooh, that's a story by itself. <laughs> so, because yeah. I almost quit finance to, to be a personal trainer, personal trainer full time. Mm-hmm. Well, story for another episode. Story for another episode. Lots of really valuable content coming for you guys. So uh, if you haven't already, um, join our Discord. Uh, you can go to WAP, WHOP.com slash stockdads. Uh, and sign up for our Discord there where you can get Ace's alerts, uh, jump in live voice chats with us every day. We've got a lot of other exclusive analysts uh, that we're going to be interviewing on our podcast as well, and you guys can learn from them. And we've got, um, obviously, all of our social medias. You can follow us on Instagram, uh, TikTok, YouTube, Spotify, all sorts of stuff. Just follow us. It's pretty much at Stockdads everywhere. Um, Not everywhere, at Stockdads. But if then if you there's a lot of fakers out there, so just be careful not to get scammed. We'll never ask for your crypto. I'll only ask for your real money. Our accounts are verified as well. <laughs> yeah. So definitely keep that noted. For now, some of them, yeah, they should be all verified. So, um, but yeah, thank you guys for watching the first this time episode of. The we first. promise it will only get better. This is <laughs> the first get time. Better. Yeah, we will get better. Be gentle, um, <laughs> but we love you guys. Be so kind. Yeah. Don't go too rough. <laughs> I might the, like that actually. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, thank you guys for uh, listening, watching the Stocks and Sandals podcast. We'll catch you next time. Catch you next time. Peace. Thank you for listening to the Stocks and Sandals podcast. If you like our show, you can support us by subscribing, leaving a five-star review, following our socials, and joining our community on Discord. But most importantly, remember this. Don't touch the thermostat.